This is Stanley bringing you the sound doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted sound doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments of 10 to 15 minutes each. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. The prosperity doctrine is the positive confession. Now I want to tell you the word positive and negative are mathematical and electrical terms. They are not biblical terms. There is a plus minus. The Bible does not speak about positive confession. The Bible does not speak about negative confession. But the Bible speaks about true confession. We are going to come to that and we are going to study it. Neither positive nor negative, but true confession. Now there is one text which is normally quoted by the positive confession preachers. That is Philippians 4.8. But if you look at that passage, you will be amazed to see what item number one is. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Now there is no question of positive or negative, whatever things are true, that you should think and that you should speak. I am going to find some examples for you about true confession from the Bible. Turn with me to 2nd Chronicles 20th chapter and we will see verse 12. Here is King Joshua, Ammonites are coming against him. And what does this man say? Neither positive confession nor negative confession, but he made a true confession. What did he say? Oh, our God, will you not judge them? We have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. What exactly his heart felt, he openly said. And in verse 15, God encouraged him, Don't worry, the battle is not yours, the battle is mine, I will handle the situation. And we'll have another example of true confession. Book of Job, chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. And Job said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return there. That is what later on Paul writes to Timothy. He says, we brought nothing into the world. Nothing shall we take from this world. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But some positive preachers say, the Lord gave, that is right, but the Lord took away, that statement is wrong. But what does the next word say? In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. What did Job say? God gave. 
the Bible says it's okay. God took away. The Bible says it's okay. Because the very next verse says, Job did not charge God of wrong. That is true confession. God gave, God took away. Satan was used as a servant. I always tell you, you know, Satan is also God's servant. God will use him whenever he wants to use him. If God can use donkeys, God can use the devils also. But he acknowledges the sovereignty of God. God gave. Not one hair from my head shall fall down without his knowledge. Concerning me, the devil cannot frustrate the plan and purpose of God. So he was speaking theology. God gave. God took away. We'll now come to Jesus to look at another true confession. Luke's Gospel, 9th chapter, verse 58. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his Is it negative confession? It is neither negative nor positive. It is true confession. He had no proper house, so he said, I am sorry, I don't have... Father was not displeased with it. That was true confession. Come with me to Mark's Gospel. The father brings his epileptic son to Jesus Christ. Often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help. And Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him to believe. Immediately the father of the child cried out, You know what he said? Lord, I believe. Lord, I don't believe. True confession. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. This is the type of attitude we should have towards God. Jesus healed that boy. You know the common mistake we make when we pray for the sick? If the fellow is healed, we say that is because of our faith and we put it in our magazine. But if the fellow is not healed, we will tell him it is because of your unbelief. But when the disciples went to Jesus, why we could not cast out the devil? Jesus said, it is because of your unbelief. What a correction we need in the healing ministry. There was a blind man. He told Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus put his hand upon him. And Jesus asked him, How do you feel now? Suppose the fellow had attended a positive confession meeting. You know what you would have said? Wonderful, wonderful, 100% I see. Wonderful, wonderful, 100% I see. 
that fellow said true confession. He made a true confession. Hey, Jesus has put his hand on you. Why not say some true, uh, positive confession? He said, I see men walking as trees. Because he made a true confession. Jesus touched him again. See the fallacy of this uh, positive confession business? Make true confession. Mark's Gospel, 8th chapter, 23 to 25, we read the story of that blind fellow. A leper came to Jesus. See, leprosy was an awful thing and it is still an awful thing. In the healing lines, people would be happy to have uh, stomachache, headache, backache, but wholesome, head to foot. If he is a leper, very few people would like to bring him in the healing line on the front. Because they also will hesitate. And in such a case, if he comes, he will disturb the little faith that the preacher is having. So he was very hesitant. So he came to Jesus. You can't come near. Because you have to say, unclean, unclean, unclean. I'm a leper, I am a leper. Don't come near me. He has to shout. He was coming at a distance. If it is your will. It was not lack of faith. When we pray for healing, sometimes when you say, Lord, if it is your will, people say, why do you say, if it is your will, it is will only. No, if it is your will. What did Jesus say? Yes, I will. Please heal. That's what we read in Mark 1, 40 and 41. Paul, look at his uh, true confessions. 1st Corinthians 2nd chapter, 3rd verse. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. This is not negative confession. This is true confession. 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8. We don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia. We are burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. I want to thank God for the honesty in the confessions of Apostle Paul. His honesty has been a blessing to all of us. Shall I quote an example? He says, I have a thorn in my flesh. Once I prayed. Twice I prayed, thrice I prayed, no answer. The answer was my greatest sufficient, but the answer was not healing. Because the man had honestly written that today you and I are encouraged, you know that. Sometimes when we listen to certain faith preachers, the way they put all their answered prayers together, it leaves you disillusioned as if you are not having faith. You are discouraged and disillusioned. When you listen to a man like Paul, 
I prayed, but nothing happened. I prayed, the fellow was still sick, so I left him there. He is my true son in faith, but still nothing helps, so I am giving him a medicine. I stand before you with fear and trembling. A very realistic person. A very practical person. Down to earth, he is very real and true. So that is a great encouragement. So don't leave wrong impressions before people by your testimony or by your preaching. Just tell them what happened. I prayed, but nothing happened. Say that. That will encourage people. Otherwise, you will discourage the discouraged further. If we don't speak the truth, God will send a delusion of lie that we will believe the lie. We'll continue our study in the next segment. God bless you.